Today's podcast is brought to you in part by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash profaneargument, or click the Audible link on our website, profaneargument.com. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPad, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast for Tuesday, September 19th, 2017. My name is Ray, and along with me are... Hi, I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. This week, I'm sure we were going to be talking about Trump and his speech (laughs) and how Mother Nature hates us all for what we've (laughs) done to her. (laughs) But first, I wanted to uh, to talk about something that we have covered previously on the Profane Argument. I talked about Ann Applebaum and her article about uh, how we're getting close in the Trump investigation in Russia. Quick correction. Uh, she I don't know if she works for her, but she definitely posts articles in the Washington Post, not in Slate. Mm. I, <laughs> guess, I guess Slate, and I said I could probably be wrong, and I was. <laughs> but uh, that article specifically was Washington Post. We'll get more on Trump later, though. Uh, I did want to talk about this guy, Peter Bormuth. Uh, we talked about him previously. He's a guy in Michigan who had filed a uh, suit against uh, his local commissioners, and the Circuit Court of Appeals voted against him, saying that it was okay for the commissioners to... Because pro- they were all the same religion, yes. Yeah, they oh, could yeah, pray okay. because they were all Christians. Yep. So I found out a little bit more about this guy. Apparently, he ran as a Democrat in 2016 for a House seat, and uh, he's doing it again. He's going to be running again in the 64th District, which is Jackson, Concord, Hanover, et cetera. So 64th District in the Michigan House. So that means state Senate? That's my understanding, yes. Okay. I don't know if it specifically says, but... I believe so. I mean, I mean, the Michigan House seemed would seem to indicate that, but yeah. so he is running on uh, the right for birth control and abortion, advocates legalization of marijuana, supports constitutional right to own firearms. Hmm. So not entirely left, but uh, happens to be everything I agree with. So there, <laughs> there you go. I don't want to move to Michigan. <laughs> yeah, neither do I. Good. Just check. <laughs> Those two are married, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) If we hadn't mentioned that. (laughs) So, yeah, he's going to be running for for a seat again. Also, somebody, uh, man, he just keeps coming back into the news. Roy Moore, again, from Alabama. Roy Moore. Yeah. (laughs) Two articles on him came up this week. Uh, One is on CNN. He said, well, he suggested 9-11 might have been punishment from God for U.S. turning away from him. On the 20th anniversary, he said this? Or whatever anniversary on the anniversary? Not 20th. I don't know. Was it the anniversary? It probably yeah. was. Was it on September 11th? I, I don't <laughs> <No>. know. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago, so. It was on the 14th, this article, so mm-hmm. most likely. So he said that uh, he was saying, if you think it's coincidence, he was talking about in the in the Bible, he was reading, quoting the Bible, because you have despised his word and trust in perversiveness and oppression, his iniquity will be to you as a breach ready to fall, swell out on a high wall, blah, blah, blah. So he's basically, he's quoting the Bible. And then later on, he says, if you think it's coincidence, 
look at this verse where it says there should be upon every high mountain and upon every hill rivers and streams of water in the day of the great slaughter when the towers will fall. He uh-huh. says that that is obviously talking about what's going on right now and that this is uh, God's retribution. And have we been good since then? And that's why no more buildings have fallen? <laughs> Did we follow the word of God after that? No, I'm pretty sure we didn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dumb analogy. I like how he's like, might have been that. I don't know. I'm just throwing out theories. <laughs> wow. But, might what? have been some Muslims from fucking Saudi Arabia. Who knows? Yeah. Why would he send Saudi Muslims to take down the towers? That seems an odd twist to the story. God's a Muslim. <laughs> the Muslim religion is right. <laughs> Who are you to question God? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> or my interpretation of what I think he says. Well, yeah, there's so many holes to be shot in this argument. Well, what is yeah. the context yeah. even of the verse? I'm sure it's nothing to do with It says towers, towers on it. Yeah. It says towers. <laughs> towers falling. Yeah, there you go. That's all he needs. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, it's, it's I, I know from the article that it says it's from the book of Isaiah, so I imagine it has something to do with the story of Isaiah and not anything to do with trying to be a prophet for 2,000 and some years later. So God knew that we were going to build the World Trade Center and knew we were going to turn away from him and prophesize about this? <laughs> well, it said towers, so obviously yes. Okay, I just, want, I just want to get some context for what's going on here. When, when you say towers, it, you have to mean the Twin Towers, right? right. That's the yeah, only possibility. no other towers. Right. <laughs> well, it also talks about I – mean, I pulled up Isaiah number, number, number. <laughs> okay. Uh, and it talks also about like a dam's breaching. So uh, I think he's picked a poor quote. Yeah. He it? just, again, cherry picking to try and make a point. Yeah, like a breach you know, in a high wall bulging out and about to collapse. I and- used to live on a road called Fire Tower Road, and we once had a Ooh. forest fire up there. <laughs> so I'm thinking that's because we turned away from God as well, I using just- that same verse. Yeah, it's sure. about the same logic. That- yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. No, I also be- stubbed my toe last week, and uh, <laughs> I think it might have because I turned away from God. He was there, and I turned left <laughs> and hit the sofa. <laughs> See, it works for everything. <laughs> so the other article that he is in is uh, on Pathios, our friendly atheist. He has There's a video on here you can uh, take a look at. has him oh talking about God. He says that uh, we're being torn apart in a civil war. He he's asks, what has changed? Now we've got blacks and whites fighting, reds and yellows fighting, Democrats and Republicans fighting, <laughs> men and women fighting. Who's going to unite us? It's going to be God. I'm reds sorry. Reds and yellows? Red, reds and yellows? <laughs> yeah, I was figuring that one. Out. Yeah, that's Native wow. Americans and Asians? <laughs> I, th- I think so. I think that's what it means. <laughs> It's horrifically racist, but we'll, we'll go with that. Well, I'm just trying. I mean, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> I know previously. Okay, I have I have a couple points. So I know previously that, you know, like in the 60s, in the 70s, the term blacks became a derogatory comment, right? So you refer to someone as being black, and that's what spawned the whole African-American, you know, the, the politically correct way of saying it. Right. Um, but now, if you call someone black, I mean, I've met several people who are like, I'm not African-American. My people are not from Africa. Stop mm. calling me that. I'm black. <laughs> so it's it's come back and and it's it's accepted again because it's not used as a derogatory comment. However, if you use it with the words reds and yellows, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's back to being <laughs> derogatory again. Right. And how come, say, calling a person white's not derogatory? Well, because that's that's the majority. So we're Caucasian. 
That's true. Mm -hmm. We're not actually white. That would be a little creepy. Yeah. Also, have you guys noticed, I mean, I don't know when the last time you filled out any forms where you had to fill your race out in, that they completely eliminated the word Caucasian, and now you literally just put down white? Yeah. Because too many stupid people were like, what's a Caucasian? (laughs) What is that? And they're like, it's white, idiot. Why don't they just say white then? (laughs) All right, fine. We'll just make it white. But also, that's the thing is, like, I guess when you put it in the context with the red and the purple, or the (laughs) red and the yellows... (laughs) But again, if blacks are okay with being called blacks and whites are okay with being called the whites, why can't Asians be okay with yellow? Because they're <laughs> not yellow. I was going to say, they're not even okay with Oriental anymore. No. <laughs> well, technically, I'm not white. I'm like a pinkish, sort of, you know, fleshy color. I mean, black's more brown. Sure. Pink. Uh, I don't know. Well, with, okay. When they're yeah, straight up African. Yeah, very dark. Yeah. I mean, yes. And I've seen some people who are actually white. Sure. Well, that's. I think that's a a condition called albinism. But <laughs> no, I know no few people don't go outside that often. Very oh, pale. Well, will you give Ray and I a break and let us do the show? <laughs> <laughs> so I, the other thing that I wanted to mention is there is a Christian song that children are taught. Jesus loves the little children. Mm-hmm. I don't remember all the words anymore, but it's Jesus loves the little children. Red and yellow, black and white. They are precious in His sight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's where he's getting this from, because red, yellow, black, and white, those are the colors he references. And I only know that song because it makes an appearance in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. (laughs) (laughs) So it does. So I'm I'm just thinking, you know, maybe we should stop using these racist songs and teaching our children these racist (laughs) terms. Sure. Just an idea. My favorite story from... uh... One of my English relatives is um, Americans telling them, oh, you can't call people in England black. You have to call them African-Americans. And they kind of did the, (laughs) uh, no. (laughs) And African-British doesn't make any sense. That's not a thing. No, it really only works for the people who were brought over as slaves. Yeah. What's that? African-American? Yeah. Yeah. It's such, yeah, I I hear you, Karen. It's, it's It's a ridiculous term. Yeah. Like you said, if there's if there's a black person living in another country, you don't call them French Africans. Right. You don't you don't call if if there is a white woman from South Africa, you don't call her African American. <laughs> you could. <laughs> you could and be right, but I mean it's it's just it was Odd. such a desperate attempt to be PC when we couldn't find a better word. That's <laughs> so stupid too, because if you were born in America and were called African American and then move out of the country, you can't be African American anymore. You're not American. It, well, it doesn't make any sense then. <laughs> if you give up your American citizenship, you're not American anymore. It, it's right. just, I'm just it's African. Just, Where yeah. are you from? America. <laughs> what? <laughs> the whole thing is just dumb. But anyway. Yeah, I, I, I do truly believe though most Black people feel the same way with African American. Yeah, they're like whatever. <laughs> just don't use the other words. We'll we get along yeah. just fine. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to bring this up again. This is another guy in Alabama. Uh, we have talked about him before. Samuel McClure, he is running for attorney general of the state of Alabama. He wants to make hell on earth for abortion providers. Of course he does. So since announcing his run for office, he has centered on his desire to prosecute abortionists. So he is just completely dedicated to this. And he says that this the landmark abortion decision, Roe versus Wade, has ensured that you can't protect children from murder. Hmm? So he he basically is saying that he is going to do away 
with the idea of Roe versus Wade. And he said that uh, he's going to use the state militia to defend his policies on uh, on abortion. What? Oh <laughs> yeah. Where is this? Oh, In Alabama. An unregulated militia he's going to use? Wow. Yeah, state militia. I don't have any idea how, how he thinks he's going to do that legally, but this guy he, is running for attorney not. general. What states' rights, Ray? States' rights. Holy <laughs> crap. Oh, <laughs> Did you catch that Bill Maher thing on states' rights? That sounds really familiar, but I can't remember right now. Uh, well, it's, it takes into account, like, Karen's, like, saying states' rights, and now it's, like, liberal states are the ones yelling states' rights, like right. California, but he does it all in a hillbilly accent and it's oh, all about right. like, getting frappuccinos <laughs> and getting abortions and shit <laughs> but regardless that is fucking insane yeah yeah that that's pretty it, is that even legal oh no i can't be all right so is this well, just like just stupid rhetoric he's throwing out so he can get it voted in yeah yeah i think so i, I mean from what i see that's all he's talking about he's does nothing but abortion stuff and according to the people who track those who are dangerous, people who, you know, protest regularly out in front of abortion clinics, they try and keep track of these people because now and then a crazy one comes up and they're dangerous. Apparently, he has just recently started doing this. Uh, he's claimed that he has been against abortions and protesting it for a long time. And some of the people who track this are coming out saying, wait, no, you haven't. <laughs> oh. you so yeah. I think he's doing it just to get all of the Bama votes. Hmm. It, you know, people's personal agendas usually uh, take precedence over everything else. I've learned anything in the past 10 years in this country, so only I wouldn't a, believe it. Yeah, it's only a few specific issues. Abortion, gun rights, I don't know, what else is there that is super hyper-polarizing like that? There's only a couple of them. Yeah. Are there any honest politicians besides Bernie Sanders? <laughs> I mean, for yeah. real, it seems like every one of them has a fucking agenda. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, just being get a politician is, I was going to say, being a politician is too lucrative. I guess yes. so. It's but there is, I want to make a distinction, though. I mean, the, the honest politician, most politicians will try to skirt topics that they don't really want to top, talk about. You know, things that they know need to be done, but they don't think are going to garner them votes. They'll just skirt that topic. They'll dodge it. They'll spin it. But that's not telling lies. There's a difference between the standard politician not telling the exact truth and the, and a politician just outright lying. And we have got to the point where outright lying isn't becoming the norm, is now seemingly okay. Nobody, hmm. I mean, you get called out and it doesn't matter. It's the well, old that, Eddie Murphy adage. Wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't me. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> like, didn't they catch Paul Ryan, like, contradicting himself a day later on that DACA shit yeah. and that like everyone keeps replaying the tape like here's what he said and here's what he says he didn't say that that was yesterday <laughs> yeah yeah and what it doesn't me? seem to matter what me well the president is the king of doing this so if, yeah. if it doesn't matter yeah, but I know, think it, he believes his lies well they're <laughs> true but it does it doesn't matter anymore it really doesn't there are so many lies and this the little lies just get ignored people don't care any, people can't keep up anymore there's just too right. much. But even when when I said honest politicians, I really meant like someone who actually wants to go in there and do good and is not about, you know, just making sure they get good donor money and keeping their mm. jobs and whatever and what they can parlay that into. Like somebody who wants to work for the American people. It just seems like 99.9% <laughs> of them don't really care about that. There's a couple of them. What's her name? Uh, Kier, J J 
Kirsten Gillibrand, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm just saying, a lot of these who jumped on, I know this is way off topic, but jumped on Bernie's uh, single-payer thing, all might be secretly mm. running for president next, yeah. <laughs> next election, too. Yeah. This is true. I mean, yeah, I had ho- high hopes for Cory Booker. I was a little dubious about the, you know, saving people out of a burning building story. Like, eh, sounds a little too far-fetched. He was, but now he's um, taking money. So, well, you know what I heard though mm. that he is no longer taking after that whole debacle with the drugs mm. thing and the drug company. He's not taking donor money from drug companies anymore. If he's learned his lesson, yeah, I, I might have. Mm. Yeah, I feel a little bit better about him now. All right, but he still did it though. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did, <laughs> which means he's corruptible, <laughs> possibly, or maybe it was just a you know something that his people did and didn't really didn't think know. about it too much. I don't something like that. I mean, you can't write somebody off. If they're generally good, you can't write them off for one thing. If there's a trend, that's entirely different. But it, it's it's a different thing, though, to go, here's the truth, here's what happened, I wasn't paying attention, I'm sorry, and it won't happen again. It's different from not talking well, about minute. it, pretending it didn't happen. And I don't know what the story is, because I haven't looked. Well, that's the thing. is like It's not so much as like, oh, I accidentally took donor money from drug companies. Mm. It was, I didn't vote on this... T- cheaper drugs from Canada thing because I take money from donors right. who are drug companies. So that's not a mistake. Right. That was a choice that he made not to vote for that right. or to vote against it. Right. And when it didn't track well, he backed up. He's like, oh, shit, people don't like this. This could, you know, this is going to come by. Uh, I don't take money from them anymore. But he already cast the vote. Right. Right. I mean, you I know, haven't so- looked into it too, too de- deeply because he's in New Jersey and I have have had no opportunity ever to vote for him. But if it came up and he was running for president, I'd look into it. Hey, listen. I'll vote for anybody who runs against Donald <laughs> Trump. So it doesn't my, matter. My whole point is, if he, if that was the entire case, and he went, you know what, I shouldn't have done that, and I'm not going to do it again. All right, I'm okay with the fact that he did it once, and he took he took money from a lobbyist in order to and helped out that lobbyist. That is what politicians do, and it it means that yeah, he's not perfect. We need to stop looking for the mm. perfect candidate. I think. It's sure. just, it's no, just... I am looking for the perfect candidate. <laughs> well, keep looking. Yeah, <laughs> keep looking. He was there. He didn't get money from anybody, even though they didn't. They went with Hillary Clinton yeah. instead. <laughs> but if he has the, if he, you know, if people have the ability to learn from their mistakes and apply the lessons they learn and move on in life and not repeat them, they get a couple. That's fine. All right, I would feel that. better if Cory Booker came out and said, "You know what? I was corrupted. You know what? You're right. I can't take money from these guys because then I do owe them favor. So right. I'd rather just not take. But he didn't say that. He was just like, I'm just not taking money from them anymore. Right. You know, he's not admitting that mistake. That's listen. I understand. I'm nitpicking, but <laughs> you know, we got a while, so I can be nitpicky right now. When it gets down to the wire, I'll let Cory Booker slide on a ton of shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about this? What if uh, Hillary runs again? <laughs> I'll fucking leave the country. <laughs> uh. I don't think there's I, any way that the Democrats will have her run again. I think she said, too, that she's done. The DNC doesn't have a choice. I mean, they could undercut her like they did Bernie, I suppose, but I don't know. No. No, no, no. If that, oh my, <laughs> if that happens again, it's eight years Donald Trump. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, who, would, who would run against him? Yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> she doesn't so, want it. It's a, it's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking shame. So I wanted to uh, swing back over to some abortion people, uh, specifically one guy, Dan Fisher. This is over in Oklahoma. He is going to be running for the GOP governorship in in, uh, Oklahoma. He 
says, if elected, I will do everything in my power to bring this evil to an end, referring to abortion, and take executive action to ensure that all Oklahomans are equally protected, including the pre-born. All right, the, goes, federal, the federal law of the land is Roe v. Wade, and I'm getting ahead of you. I'm sorry. <laughs> he says that uh, every one of these pro-life laws affirm that abortion is legal, referring to Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. And he says uh, he seeks to regulate the pra- and that the, they seek to regulate the practice. If you think about it, the laws he's referring to the anti-abortion laws that are being put in place are pro-choice what? because they are agreeing that Roe versus Wade is a thing. Ah. He says that he's not running for the governorship as a pro-lifer. He's not running to regulate abortion. He's running to abolish it. And he specifically says. That if a judge, uh, if there is a court ruling that goes against your beliefs, you should ignore it. What? <laughs> as a citizen or as a governor? He's not specific, I'm sure. States' rights. <laughs> wow. When the courts are wrong, they should be ignored, he said. Yes. Who's to decide when they're wrong? Not that asshole. Sorry. <laughs> some, some dude. <laughs> <laughs> One, this guy's got a wicked cool mullet. Uh, it's a balding mullet Mm. it's a balding mullet but he definitely (laughs) is rock and roll the back business up front (laughs) two is there any other issue in the south besides fucking abortion i don't know they all seem to be running on that platform there aren't that many people that care that much about this issue i mean there are a bunch that do but not that many you can make it the only thing that's that you care about he probably should have added in there, if a judge rules against you, you can just ignore it, and maybe the president will fucking pardon you. Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> That's probably why he said that. Yeah, it's possible. Mm. But to have a person running for governor who says that they can just ignore the Supreme Court's ruling, holy That's crap. That's something. Yeah. What happens then? Do you send the feds in? Does the FBI go in and arrest you? Who I knows? Think- well, I think the, the, the everything is, is challenged in court. The executive order is negated just like Trump's executive orders were negated. The courts say, no, no, no. This is the three-part government. You can't just override right, what but we say. say. Like the, <laughs> say the, the Supreme Court is like, no, you can't do that. And he's like, well, we're just going to ignore you and just keep doing it. Then what happens? His executive order is null and void, and anybody that tries to enforce it is breaking the law. And then, yeah, the feds come in. Okay, so it has to be – I'm going to just say, like, what if the, like, you know, like, yeah. the Oklahoma State Police are like, fuck it, we're not going to arrest these people. <laughs> or they are going to arrest should people. Have a, we should have a civil war. This country's too fucking big. <laughs> we're due. Too, we're due. Too big and too too many opinions. <laughs> I don't want to move to California either. I don't like those people. <laughs> I don't either, but, you know, <laughs> I like my seasons. Closer to California, <laughs> I have a story from New Mexico. So in New, in New Mexico, they are changing up the uh, – the education, okay. uh, the textbooks, they are trying to get rid of, well, they are specifically striking some uh, guidelines, downplaying the rise of global temperatures. They're striking out references to human activity as the primary cause of climate change and uh, cutting a mention of evolution in their books while weakening others. And they're removing a reference that uh, the Earth is 4.6 billion years old. <laughs> So they they're making it easier for the young Earthers to uh, to teach their kids because they're just not going to put any contradictory information into their uh, into their textbooks. Wow, 
I, like, I, I don't I, I don't know I don't know what to do about this I don't know how I mean uh, Glenn Branch Deputy Director uh, National Center for Science Education says that this would dumb down New Mexico science education pretty blunt there you don't really see someone in that position use the word dumb down too often yeah. but well you have to consider his audience the people he's trying to convince the people he's trying to convince are the same ones that are trying to take out the science so he he's kind of has to dumb it down a bit. It's 2017. I know. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> so they're going to talk about dinosaurs and how they're millions of years old. And then when the kids ask, well, how old is the Earth? They're going to say, well... Well, I imagine that... Well, go teacher, ask your, your priest. <laughs> a teacher is... Yeah. A teacher is, I would imagine, would be allowed to say it. But they're specifically changing the textbook so that instead of it saying 4.6 billion years old, it references geologic history. Hmm. Yeah, I hope these teachers just are like, will f- disseminate that information that's not in the book. Yeah, I would hope. Instead of just, you know, like, it's such a weird thought for me to think. Like, when we were growing up, th- none of this shit was going on in our schools, as I recall. Right. It yeah, was like no. you learned about evolution. I mean, man-made climate change wasn't a thing back then. I mean, right. it was kind of a thing, but not <laughs> really. But like now when I think about a teacher teaching evolution, I'm like, ooh, he's gambling. That fucker. Ooh. <laughs> you know? Like, and I'm like, I can't even believe I have that thought process now. Well, I, I, I was just considering, well, what happens if, you know, the, the child just goes to Google and says, how old is Earth? The top answer is answersingenesis.org. Fuck. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Damn I'm it, serious. Google. <laughs> God damn it. The second one is space.com, then Wikipedia, and then the Washington Post, and uh, I don't know, the Institute for something, something, earthsky.org. But yeah, the first one above the people also ask is answers in Genesis. (laughs) Damn it. Two Americas. Just split it right down the middle. (laughs) Except that we would have to split, you know, city from country. I mean, country, you know, outside, not outside the city, and we'd have to split. It doesn't work. You can't do north, south, or east, west, or middle edge. <laughs> I say we just do West America and East America. <laughs> and you go, do you believe in climate change? Yeah. Okay. Step over this line. You're over in West America. You have all of that rest of the. You don't want to live in California, Karen? Go to Washington. You know, you got oh, there's nice plenty of other states on that side. <laughs> <sighs> And then everybody who goes over says, well, I don't believe in climate change. That's ridiculous to be like, okay, you have Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) Because all of you could probably fill that state. (laughs) Well, that's true. Everybody that doesn't believe in climate change should move to coastal Texas and Florida. That works. And blame God every time it rains. (laughs) New Orleans, unfortunately. Sorry. (laughs) They have a rough time in I hope there's some parents fighting this thing in New Mexico. Who? Some parents of the children. (laughs) Some will. But, yeah, others won't. Others will go, about damn time, teaching my kids that damn science stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we had a story a while back about Turkey doing the exact same thing, and now it's in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. We're sliding backwards, people. Mm-hmm. I bet you you could make a killing right now if you started up a, a new school book company that's like, hey, we're just going to keep actual facts in the books <laughs> for the kids. <laughs> Like, I need to start up that startup company because, like, you know how you know how like most of the school books come from Texas and they're kind of dicking around with the books as well. Yeah. Like, say, like, hey, this one's based out of New York and it's got just facts in it, real scientific <laughs> facts with footnotes and proof and everything. Yeah, and everyone would be like, hey, and if you want to, you know, I mean, like, why are only school books from goddamn Texas? I don't know. What, yeah, why that is. 
<laughs> I, I remember there being a story about the fact that there were so many school districts and they were the first to purchase or something. So they they basically fueled the economy of uh, textbooks in Texas and whatever they picked as their textbooks would be what most other schools would get because – after Texas did their choices, that is whoever they chose got money, and those people had money to make more to sell to the other states. It was something like that. It was an economic reason as opposed to, uh, well, I'm in Virginia, and I want people to, to learn about God. It wasn't really about that. It was just this economic issue with Texas. Right. Hmm. Well, Bill Gates, you have however fucking many billions of dollars. Go start a small textbook company in New Hampshire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And fund the the textbooks and give them cheaply to the uh the schools that will take them yeah and then these what happens when these fucking kids in like texas and new mexico actually make it to college if they can even fucking make it and get into college and they say hey i have to take a science credit and the guy goes hey the earth is 4.6 billion say what again <laughs> what's going on yeah. <laughs> well yeah it, it sets it sets back the advancement of the country in the long term, because, yeah, you have all these kids that are poorly educated and can't compete with the rest of the world who is actually educating their kids properly. So it, it sets back the, the you know, economic future of this country. And they don't understand that. The future of this country is how you how we educate our children. If you're doing it poorly, we will do poorly. But they don't care because it's all it's that's not what it's about. It's all about, you know, um, forwarding their agenda. And God will take care of us. We yeah, Exactly. Innovating and looking to the future. Mm. Uh, so oh, I wanted to go to uh, international news. Four four people, four guys in Pakistan, have been indicted on blasphemy laws. Uh oh. They they were indicted on their alleged role in publishing blasphemous material on social media. So this is again the state is watching their uh, internet habits. And since they had posted and shared this information, they have now been indicted on blasphemy laws. And the number of laws that they were indicted on, it's its like a full, small paragraph, mm. including the Anti-Terrorism Act, because what? atheists are considered terrorists in Pakistan. Oh. Mm. So, yeah, they terrorist. haven't actually been <laughs> – it hasn't gone so far that we know that they're being uh, – you know, they're on trial for their life, but it seems highly likely. Yeah. Sounds like it. Wow. Along with that, there's a Christian in Pakistan who is now on death row for blasphemy. He, uh, he is appealing, but uh, he is accused of sending a poem – that was blasphemy against the Prophet Muhammad on WhatsApp messaging service. <laughs> Apparently, well, what he is saying is, well, his lawyer says that he is being framed by his friend who is annoyed at uh, his affair with a Muslim girl. So apparently this Christian was dating a Muslim girl and his friend accused him of blasphemy. Now... That that's his story is that there was no blasphemy and that it's just vengeance. Mm. But lawmakers they're they're being urged to amend the blasphemy law in Pakistan so that those who falsely accuse others of blasphemy should also be put to death. <laughs> this is so confusing. So that's the that's their answer for everything. Is did you Kill do them. something wrong? <laughs> death. <laughs> did you accuse someone and it wasn't true? Death. Why even hire a lawyer in that country? I mean, does it really mean anything? <laughs> I don't know. 
That's amazing. So uh, also recently a Pakistani Bollywood star was sentenced to 26 years in jail. Uh, she acted in a wedding scene depicting Muhammad's daughter. Apparently that's enough to get you 26 years. But she actually never spent any time behind bars because she was famous in India. So she left. Uh, shit, I would too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only her though? Nobody else in the production? Yeah, didn't go after the writer, didn't go after the director? Well, it was a Bollywood... Uh, it was a Bollywood thing, so I'm, I think most of the people were Indian, but she was Pakistani, uh, okay. so they could prosecute right. her. But uh, these... we know Indians hate Pakistanis, and Pakistanis mm. hate Bangladeshis. A whole bunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very, very true. Buddhists hate Muslims. Buddhists really I... hate Muslims. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah, I actually didn't have anything on that this week, but uh, I've actually I've seen it now on Vice a couple times. I saw a mention of it on uh, CNN. I don't have it in front of me. I don't remember the name of the Muslim uh, group, but the Rohingya. Yeah, Rohingya. apparently yeah. that's getting worse and worse. Yeah, well, it, yeah, it definitely got some traction after we talked about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll Put take that the out credit. There. I think I saw it in the feed underneath some fucking hurricane footage on CNN. That is true. The hurricane has gotten a lot of attention. And now there's another one, so... Yeah, yeah they got it. Oh, there's another one! <laughs> yeah. I, I, still, that <laughs> the meteorologist on uh, CNN needs to calm the hell down. Yeah. <laughs> well, they have him doing um, earthquake stuff, too, and he's, doesn't, he's not quite sure what he's doing about that, I don't think. Because they don't have earthquake people so they make the meteorologists do it and they don't know shit about earthquakes <laughs> it's like, not the, same. the earth moved back and forth that's all i got <laughs> back to the weather <laughs> did you hear about this hurricane you're a uh, scientist can you do that too uh, <laughs> right <laughs> so the other thing that i have for international news is uh, a report from scotland there was another survey done uh this shows that in scotland a quarter, under a quarter, 23.6% said that they were religious. 724 wow. said that they were not. This hmm. was uh, figures released by the Humanist Society of Scotland. It's an interesting way of saying it. They didn't say they were religious, but I bet the number was higher if they believed in God. Yeah, the Humanist Society actually said that in 2011, uh, it was 56% said that they were not religious. So it's gone hmm. up. What is that? Twenty six or sixteen percent in uh, six years, which is a massive change. However, yeah. they say that this is because of the way the questions were worded in previous surveys. Mm, okay, so Didn't the, belong to a religion. Mm. Yeah, so regard yourself as belonging to a religion as opposed to whether or not you yourself are religious. Mm, and a lot sure. of people will say that they belong to a religion because their family has always been. A member of a church or, you know, so yes, I consider that I belong to a religion. But if they ask if you're religious, the numbers are very much higher than say, the people that say no. Yeah. Hmm. I'm probably in the middle somewhere is believe in God. Because I think a lot of people, while they're not religious and they don't attend and they don't consider it in part of their life, they still believe in, in you know, a, a higher being. They're kind of vague about it and they don't think about it, but they still believe in a God. I think it's a higher number than we anticipate. I think in uh, Great Britain, I, I, I Great Britain and Europe, the numbers are way higher than people would expect. Yeah. yeah. And if people choose to just, you know, believe that and, and not act on it, I could give a shit. That's fine. <laughs> just don't try to shove it down my throat and we'll get along fine. Hmm. 
Interesting. Go, Another poll, <laughs> this one in America. Uh, apparently, nearly one in five Americans believe that Muslim citizens don't have the same First Amendment rights as other citizens. Holy crap. <laughs> and one in seven believe that atheists aren't protected by First Amendment rights. Oh, come on. This can't be real. That's what it says. <laughs> that is so ridiculous. Wow. I mean, I the d- Muslim thing I could kind of believe because I'm sure some people think Muslim <laughs> is like a race mm. of people. Doesn't make it right, but yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make it right, but I can see why they might say like, yeah, yeah, they're not American citizens, right? Well, they, or don't, they don't have the same rights. That, I don't think they think – I don't think they – I bet if you ask them, do we deserve citizenship? They'd go, no, probably oh, not. that's different. No. <laughs> so this so. study was from the Annenberg Public Policy Center at UPenn. They conducted – the well, they conduct annually in advance of Constitution Day, which is September 17th. Mm. Uh, the sample that- includes <laughs> – sorry? Did you say Constitution Day? Constitution yeah. Day. Never heard of it. Yeah, Never it was, heard of it either. Yeah. It was this past Saturday. There was a local celebration of Constitution Day. I, I considered going to it, but – I couldn't Do you imagine. go and trample all over it when you're <laughs> <laughs> No, Constitution is fine. <laughs> no, I'm saying, do they not understand it? They're like, hey, this is where we trample on people's rights, right? <laughs> yeah. no, 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 it was actually, it was, you know, a good group of people talking about the Constitution, talking about inalienable rights, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, that's weird that we have to have this, but okay. Yeah. So apparently the sampling included uh, 1,013 adults, has a margin of error of 3%. They showed that uh, more than half of Americans surveyed, 53%, believe undocumented persons have no constitutional rights. Wow. Which is entirely false. I can understand people believing that. Well, they they don't have all the constitutional rights, but they have most of them. Yeah, even I'm sketchy on that sometimes. I'm like, what? (laughs) What can they do? (laughs) Can you name... A right guaranteed by the First Amendment? What? Free, free speech? For, for undocumented immigrants? No, just a right yeah. guaranteed by oh. the First Amendment. <laughs> because if you can, okay. you're doing better than one-third, 37% of those asked in the survey. Mm. One-third mm. of the people could not name a right guaranteed by the First Amendment. What about the Second Amendment? Do they know that one? <laughs> oh, I bet they know I bet that they one. they do. <laughs> and, uh, it's, my, it's my right. <laughs> The other one's not a right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Only a quarter, 26% of Americans surveyed, could name all three branches of government. Hmm. Ah, that's fucking sad. <laughs> and very few of them actually understand oh. well, why there are three and what they do for each other. <laughs> I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give them a little slack on that, because as President Trump has proven, I didn't fully understand how the interactions <laughs> were. But I certainly do now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I... I we need Schoolhouse Rock back. That explained all of it. <laughs> True. I mean, specific- I, I would be... Go, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I'd be really interested to hear all the variations on people's speculation when they were asked to name all three branches of government. They'd be like, um, Congress, Senate, and the President? Yeah. Dude, it's probably more like President, Vice President, <laughs> Steve Bannon? <laughs> yeah, I... It's like those people who are trying to get who said John McCain should be tried for treason because he didn't agree with the president. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah. yeah, I'm like that's not the fucking Senate's job. <laughs> no, not at all. It's actually one of the very fundamental questions in a citizenship test: is what are the three branches of the government? And they will pick one at random and ask you what they are responsible for, what they do, and you have to answer it verbally. Well, like I said, I learned I learned last week at that jury thing. Like people don't even understand how the law works. No. So. no. <laughs> 
Too true. They're like, definitely not innocent until proven guilty. It's definitely the other way around. <laughs> no, sigh. Uh, so yeah, a rather depressing survey. It doesn't, I mean, there's, there's some more stuff in there, but those are the, basically the highlights. There's a, a link to it in the article that I'll post. So moving on into more national news, Catholic hospitals, which apparently are having a takeover, they are <laughs> expanding. There are several hospitals that are running low on money and the Catholics are more than happy to come in and help give them, help give them money as long as they start following the Catholic rules. Catholic mm. dogma. And one of those pieces of the dogma, apparently they are now stopping men from getting vasectomies. <laughs> so it's oh not God. just a war on women now. It's uh, it's considered that a patient, even well, even though it has nothing to do with quote-unquote killing babies, uh, if you're getting a vasectomy, you are uh, giving the middle finger to God. So <laughs> you uh, you're not allowed to do that. And well, you can't go to a Catholic hospital to get it. At least they're being consistent. But, uh, man, that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> How godly of you to come in and be like, hey, you need help? Now you got to follow our rules. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Actually, this guy's kind of godly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what about it isn't godly. That's, isn't that yeah. what he's always... Yeah. <laughs> now that I think about it. <laughs> wow. Well, now they're fucking with our penises, boys. we got to jump into this fight. <laughs> 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 and uh, again, I will link this. This is from the Friendly Atheist. One thing that he says is it's all hypocritical, even by their own standards, because not having vasectomies or tubal ligations, it, it makes it more likely that they will have unwanted pregnancies that, that 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 will occur, which will mean that those patients will be trying to obtain abortions. But they also try to prevent them, so there'll be more children born. Why they want to overpopulate the earth, I still don't understand. Life but, is precious. Uh... <laughs> We've got a lot of it. Every sperm is sacred. (laughs) (laughs) Next thing that I have, CIA. There's an article about uh, the CIA under Pompeo has completely, apparently forgotten about uh, diversity and are employing fewer employees, uh, LGBTQ or people of color, which means that... That the, yes, and women. So Hmm. the CIA is becoming more white, male, and Christian. (laughs) I don't know what could go wrong there. What a shock. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, that's cited in the article. Someone who is a spokesperson for Pompeo said that Director Pompeo is a man of faith. The idea that he should not practice his faith because he is a director of the CIA is absurd. (sighs) Would it impact your work? It's an issue. I don't even know what to say. Yeah. (laughs) Mikey Weinstein of the Military Religious Freedom Foundation says that a number of his clients are afraid to speak up about, uh, despite their their concerns, because uh, they're comparing the current CIA situation straight out of the handmaiden's tale. Ooh. Yeesh. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, again, with Trump in office, it seems like we're headed down this path that... I mean, this was the whole reason we didn't want Trump in office. We we, right. we saw these things coming, and they're, they're quietly happening. Yeah, <laughs> right. But can we we can fix these things, right? Yes, they can be okay. fixed. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, I don't know exactly how, and it's getting harder and harder. We need uh, we need Mueller to uh, speed things up a little bit. Seriously, uh, which leads me to uh, this article that's on the Huffington Post, written by Robert Kuttner, uh, who's a contributor to the. Huffington Post, and uh, co-founder of the American Prospect, 
Um, the, the, it's entitled How the Trump Nightmare Ends. And Ooh. it has a fairly detailed information about how Trump is losing ground with the GOP because he is now siding with the Democrats because he couldn't get anywhere with the Republicans. And that uh, with what Mueller has, it seems more and more likely that uh, an impeachment process could uh, could actually be successful. At least that's his argument. Hmm. There's a lot of detail in here. It's good information. Yeah. Something, like I said, something's going to happen. Yes. Uh, you don't put this much time and effort into nothing. Right. You know, of course, now that we know that they were... Uh, Tapping Manafort's phone. Did you guys hear about that? I don't even know if you have that in the list. I don't have it in the list. Again, my list is mostly regarding religions. Uh, mm. But yeah, Manafort. So they were tapping Manafort's phone in Trump Tower prior to and after the election. Yep. Uh, or I don't know if it was. It, it was definitely prior to the election. I'm pretty sure. But the whole thing about it is we're saying is that they definitely caught him talking to Trump. On the phone, mm. which gives some – they're like, well, they'd see, he did say he was getting wiretapped, but it's not really true. And I don't – they haven't said if, if Trump was unmasked or not because uh, it might not have been pertinent to it, but – He's a pretty distinctive voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, regardless, I mean, like, yeah. if they just got on the phone and he was like, okay, yeah, you know, the numbers are good here, blah, 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 you don't release that, you know, who he was talking to. Right. Sure. It, it's it's never released as an audio file. It's always released as a transcript, in which case you just don't identify who the other parties are. Yeah, it just says American citizen or something. Right. Yeah. Now, this to me, this all comes down to is how much does does Mueller want to do? Does he do they just want a sacrificial lamb to go down on this? Or, you know, because like if it's just Paul Manafort, who it's starting to look like that's going to be the guy who's going to go down. Well, but they're squeezing him, though. I think they're trying to get him to turn it's against possible. others. Whether he will uh, but or not. It, it, again, it might just be a thing where they're like, look, if the if the president of the United States gets busted for breaking some kind of law, it's it's just a goddamn mess. <laughs> Which is, I agree it's true. As much as I hate Trump, it's like it's just not good for this country. None of this is good for the country, though. Right. I mean, the UN today. Oh, my God. What a fucking disaster. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> that was embarrassing. Like I said, you guys, that was just embarrassing. Yes. He called um, the leader of another country rocket man. Yeah, you I mean, know, come like on. Ian Sun probably talks about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for oh. uh, I'm waiting for Elton John to come out and say whether or not uh, <laughs> he did not have permission to use that. Yeah, and and whether or not he likes the boost in music sales because apparently <laughs> it became the highest searched thing on Google today. Yeah, people downloading his song. I don't know though. I'm hoping people download William Shatner version more, but. <laughs> Stewie doing the human yeah. the Shatner version. <laughs> Better yet. So, but so my question about this was though, is are they going to be happy with just one person going down on this, or do they want multiple people to go down? I, I think Mueller is one of those people that he's going to find anybody that he with anybody that's guilty. He's going to continue right. going after them until he gets them if he can. Yeah, he doesn't seem like the type, but I'm just kind of worried. You know, remember. The big financial crisis, and only one guy went to jail for that. Yeah. Well, yeah, they cut so many deals. He yeah. has been previously described as a bloodhound, though. The mm. once he gets his, the mm. scent, he is going to prosecute whoever whoever falls in his path. I like your pessimism, though, Jared. It's well placed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I think that well, the one thing that they kept saying on CNN is that they used the term indict, and this was from an, I think an assistant prosecutor. 
the 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 word indict was put out there in reference to Manafort, and, mm-hmm. but yet he hasn't been indicted. And when you hear something like that, a couple of the lawyers on CNN are saying that's that's something that you do when you want someone to flip. When you're trying to get somebody yeah. to give testimony, you throw things out that that scares them. Sure. Say, so saying like there's something big, there's a bigger fish to fry here than just get, than busting Manafort or busting Flynn. Yeah, I think so. Well, I think if they if Mueller gets enough proof, do you think it would actually come down to you know um, arrests and stuff, or do you think they would go to the, the go to Trump and say, look, this is everything we've got. If you stand down now and just resign. We can avoid all of the ugliness that this is going to cause. And would he do it? <laughs> I don't I mean, think I, that Mueller would do that. I think that he would present the information to congressional sessions. leaders mm, sure. and that they would have to make the decision of whether or not to go to Trump and say, you need to step down mm. or we are going to proceed with impeachment. Right. And that's why this article that I that I referenced previously on the Huffington Post is if you if you take a look at that it it makes a lot of sense the fact that he is he he's losing he has lost any friends that he really had in the GOP yeah oh yeah and the one thing that it cites is if you want to know how the Republicans feel about him why don't you ask uh, little Marco or lying Ted Cruz <laughs> <laughs> yeah or John McCain who he said wasn't a national hero yeah. right I yeah. mean I think some of them will still side with him when it's in their best interest, but they're not going to back him up because they know that he won't back them up. He, he, the only thing they're going to back him up on is tax reform. I'm telling you. Oh, although, did you, do you know that right now they are trying to sneakily, during a hurricane, get rid of Obamacare again? Yep. Yeah, I, I heard something about them fucking around with it again. Yeah. I mean, it, it needs to go back to the uh, House, I think, but I'm a little worried. That's fair. <laughs> Rightly so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would say more than a little worried because it it if it passes the house, I mean, what are the odds it's not going to pass the house? And it'll probably pass. Yeah, they have the well, numbers over there. It depends what's in there because I've heard that the house is a goddamn mess. Well, yeah. And it has because been for of a those while. Tea Party people that there are just certain that Freedom Caucus yeah. in mm-hmm. the house like just will not say yes to anything. It's never if enough. It helps somebody out, right? Unless it's exactly what they want, they won't say yes. Yeah. And it won't be exactly what they – well, who knows what it's, what's in it. Well, what is this thing they passed in the Senate that went to the House? I don't know. I don't, oh, nobody knows? I don't think it's passed the Senate. I think it's about to. Oh. Are they just going to spring it on us and be like, hey, guess what? No more health care. Yeah, They're going to try, yeah. It definitely hadn't passed the Senate yet because they were talking about whether or not McCain was, was going to – how McCain was going to vote. Right. Yeah. So and and McCain actually had said that he he's not sure he needs to look at it more. So I think everybody who voted negatively last time is saying, "Oh, we have to look at it again." So that's why there there's this hope in the GOP mm. that it's going to pass. But they only have to get one more, just one, just one of those two women, the main. I don't remember what the other one is, and McCain. They were the three Republicans that voted against it. They only have to flip one of them. And McCain really is the is the key. I think the other two are like, mm, no, <laughs> it just it's not good for people's health around the country. You can't do that. Oh, great. Yeah. What so else maybe it won't just be taxes that they back him up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although does he have? I mean, it's that's the thing is like he's not out there talking about this or pushing it. So are they just like we're just doing it without you? I don't know why Trump is. I, I don't know. He did the 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 speech at the UN, and I haven't heard a thing since. 
So yeah. I don't know if he's maybe being told you need to stay out of it now so that we can actually convince people because you calling them idiots isn't going to do it. <laughs> I, I, I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't know what's going on. He hasn't said anything about it from my, what I can see, other than blame the other people. Hey, you guys couldn't get this done. You suck. Yeah. Oh, the budget reconciliation bill, which allows him to overhaul Obamacare, expires on September 30th. That's why they're doing it now. Oh, sure. This is last chance. Because after this, they have to get over the filibuster. I, you see, Trump keeps tweeting about, get rid of the filibuster. Make it so that you only need a majority of the vote. I'm like, wow, you don't understand how government works at all. <laughs> you just figured that out now? Yeah, that is, <laughs> that is so sad and true. Never, never has. Well, uh. no, not even the Republicans want that, for Christ's sake, because they know the next time they don't have the majority, they have zero voice. Oh, they know they're boned in 2018. Oh, they yeah. are fucking boned. Yes, they are. <laughs> Outside of the uh, extremely um, gerrymandered districts, yeah, they're boned. And even in them, ugh, it's not looking good. Yeah. I mean, he's not ga- – that's the thing. He's not gaining support. No. <laughs> he's losing support. Yeah. And he keeps- You know, and the, for the people who don't pay attention, they're just like, oh, yeah, Trump, yeah, I didn't like what he did when he got elected. Bang, vote against him. Yeah. What was the oh oh yeah not not kicking out all the the DACA recipients? His base turned on him for that one. Holy crap! Yeah, something. And Coulter turned on him. Yeah, yeah. horrifically. I'm like, wow. Yeah, she tweeted out. Is there anybody who doesn't want him impeached right yeah. now? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. And he's like, I don't even I don't even know where he fucking stands on that right now. It has gone back and forth. He is left and right. Yeah. You know, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer say they cut a deal on DACA. Then he comes out and says, no, we didn't cut a deal. <laughs> Who knows what's going on? Yeah. So I've got a couple more things I wanted to hit. First off, did you know that the world was going to end on Saturday? This coming oh, Saturday? I just no. heard that. <laughs> I've been prepping for this since the last time we were going to, the world was going to end. <laughs> so there's this guy, David Mead, who is a, well, he claims to be a Christian researcher. Uh, he has previously claimed to be a Christian numerologist, mm. which is interesting since the Bible basically says that numerology is witchcraft and therefore witchcraft you get to be, you know, killed because that's, that's the solution. But his, I don't even understand. He, he said Jesus lived for 33 years. The name Elohim, which is the name of God to the Jews, was mentioned 33 times in the Bible. Very biblically significant, numerologically significant number. Uh, he's talking about astronomy. I'm talking about the Bible, merging the two. And so he, <laughs> he takes this thing as 33 days. He believes that 33 days after last month's eclipse. That's Why last? The, <laughs> Why the eclipse? Yeah. I don't know. We get We get eclipses pretty regularly. Yeah, why that eclipse? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't was make the- any sense. I mean, like, it, it literally is, we had an eclipse, 33 is a big number, therefore, <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> Do we have a time? <laughs> no, I don't believe so. But we have a video, and this video is amazing. Uh, it's described in this article that, again, is on the Huffington Post. Wow. The supposed coming cataclysm are going viral with similar claims, including the trippy clip above showing some kind of space queen giving birth in front of a seven-headed moon lizard. That one? (laughs) Yes. Wow. (laughs) I'm so on board with this now. (laughs) 
It's actually a quote from the Bible. It's talking about a woman giving birth with 12 stars around her head and a dragon showing up that has seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon its heads. And, and it's trying to eat the baby that she's giving birth to, but God saves it at the last second. It's this really trippy... I'm on acid and I'm going to write this down kind of story from uh, some of the shittiest CGI I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it's in the Revelation. Oh, Revelation. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy, <laughs> trippy book. But in any case, Saturday, world will end. Set your clocks. <laughs> uh, he, okay, then. He says that it will end. The catastrophes will be caused by the planet Nibiru, <laughs> which will pass by the Earth on Saturday. What planet? Where? Wait, what? what? Nibiru? <laughs> Nibiru is passing. Is that a planet I'm not aware of? <laughs> NASA and just about every astronomer says Nibiru doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. What is some rogue dark planet that comes just waltzing through the solar system? Yeah. Is that what we're meant to believe? Yeah, okay. it's an unknown planet that's going to pass by Earth on Saturday. Mm. Where he's getting that from, I have no idea. This guy is, is this guy famous or did they just pick a random one? I mean, I'm sure there's predictions like this every day, but why are oh, they yeah. focused on this dude? Well, right now, just because does he have followers or I think he does. I don't know about like cult followers, but he has people who listen to him. He is a uh, research scientist. He holds a master's degree in statistics and has what? a background in research and experimental design. Uh, he has written books on pine wood derbies. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the credentials. <laughs> what? He also wrote a book uh, called Planet X, the 2017 Arrival. So that, I think, is where he is getting the idea of this uh, dark planet. Uh, hmm. I don't know. I've heard of Planet X. If uh, if anybody is looking to have a Kool-Aid party on Saturday, just don't go. That's, <laughs> that's all I have. Why do you think we're coming to town, yo? <laughs> wow. I love these. Remember the last big one that one guy had? It was a couple years ago that everyone was talking about. Like it was, and I think that was around September, October too. I just loved afterwards was the news reports on the people who were prepping for it and shit, and nothing happened. And they look kind of puzzled and let down. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, the, well, it, it must have been a mistake. It'll probably happen this time." Because yeah. I think the guy who predicted it said, "Oh, I screwed up. Sorry." I mean, we do my math. <laughs> that three was supposed to be an eight or whatever. <laughs> Holy crap. But then again, I knew people who were prepping for Y2K. So, well, some of that was actually well. All right, some of that was actually necessary. <laughs> Change mm-hmm. your programmers. If you had a program that was written and it only included the last two digits of the date in your program, you needed to change that. Operating systems needed to be updated. There were th- there were things that had to happen. All right, but I'm but, not saying they were they were prepping that way. I'm saying they were stocking cans and bought like right, a, yeah. a cabin in the woods. Sure, that, yeah. yeah. Being in the IT profession, we actually did have to prep for it. But we we went through. We had our programmers <laughs> check all their code. We had, uh, you know, we we actually had to be available. We had to be on site at midnight <laughs> on Y2K. But yeah. you know what we did? We had a LAN party and we played like Doom or something. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was Quake, but yeah, yeah, whatever it was. <laughs> That was actually pretty fun. We had a good time. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, all right, if we have to be here, we're setting up a land party and playing Quake. And the company was like, um, okay. <laughs> that works. But, but that's how seriously we are taking it. So you just need to lay off. Look, we'll agree to come in. Yeah. But we're going to be playing games. <laughs> and our midnight came around and we went, it's midnight. Is everything working? Spent two minutes. <laughs> yeah, we're good. All right. Let's finish the game and go home. <laughs> let's get drunk. <laughs> Land parties. Wow. Yeah. Yep. 
So the very last thing that I wanted to mention, we have been watching the second season of Leah Remini's Scientology show. Mm-hmm. And the first two the first two episodes, there's a lot of crying. There's a lot of uh, pe- just really depressing stories, horrific stories about people who've mm-hmm. left Scientology. Suicides and, I mean, it's, it's, if you want to watch them, they're, they're informative, and, but they are depressing. However, episode four of the second season, I can't recommend this episode enough. It mm. went into the details of Aaron Hubbard, how, mm. how Scientology formed and how it came to be where it is to, and episode five was the rise of David Miscavige. Oh man. That's where it got really scary. I mean, I thought, yeah, that L. Ron Hubbard was a nutcase, but David Miscavige, holy crap. Yeah, I've heard some in my investigations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is he a whole a- new level of asshole. Yeah. I mean, L. Ron Hubbard, for as loony as he was, he was not evil, I don't think. He was just... Well, I don't think he was beating people like Miscavige exactly. supposedly had yeah. does. But I did... Wasn't, wasn't L. Ron Hubbard, though, throwing people off the boat, though? That was yeah. like if they weren't complying that that first thing that was reported by a couple of people, yeah, okay, right. But I mean, you know, Miscavige has set up basically prisons for people and who oh, willingly go. <laughs> yeah, but when they try to escape, he puts them back in. He goes down, tracks them down, and hauls them back yeah. in there again. I mean, there's some serious shit going on. Yeah, but he's rich. He can get away with it, and he's got a lot of lawyers, so people tend to shy away, and that's wrong. Yeah. Yeah, but like, do we, do any of us actually think that one day David Miscavige is going to go to jail? No, no, that's a sad state of affairs. Right. That- I'm hoping he meets a violent, mysterious end. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, oh, I'd love that. That like that's no surprise. <laughs> uh, another non-surprise. Again, it's because I don't know, uh, you know, how directing, producing, how Hollywood works at all. But did you see that Leah Remini is back on the same show again? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Like, what's his name? Kevin James. The show she got popular on with Kevin James, then he got a new show and it got popular. And yeah, King of Queens. The female lead on that show met a mysterious end and now she's the female <laughs> lead on that show. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I heard she's, that she was, like, guest starring on it, but now she's, like, a permanent cast yeah, member. Yeah, exactly. she is. She is joining the cast of Kevin Can't Wait. <laughs> hey, that's cool. Yeah, something. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I, don't think I imagine bad. if you were a big King of Queens fan, you're super excited about that, <laughs> I'm glad she has a, you know, acting job and she can pull in enough money to keep the other, her anti-Scientology stuff going. <laughs> well, I think they got nominated for an uh, Emmy, Emmy. Is that the right one for TV? An Emmy, I think. I don't know if they got it, but I mean, it, it did well in um, in ratings and stuff, too. I think people were very interested. That's why they did another season. I think they could have been done at the end of the first season and that was it. But there was enough interest and people watched it enough that they did a second season. I heard she's fighting with Jada Pinkett Smith. Though. Yeah, <laughs> what's going on with that? I didn't. I saw the article. I didn't read the article. So though. apparently, she said that. Uh, well, she said in an article in the Daily Beast, she never saw Will Smith there, but she saw Jada at the Celebrity Center at the uh, Scientology School, and has definitely seen her at the Scientology Celebrity Center all the time. And uh, Jada basically responded and said, "Yeah, I kind of got into Dianetics a little bit because." It it's an interesting book, a self help book. But she started tweeting. I lit Shabbat candles with Rabbi Bentley at Temple Sinai. I am not Jewish. I have prayed in mosques, but I am not Muslim. I have read uh, this. I don't even Bhagavad Gita. Dianetics. Yeah. 
Oh. Bhagavata, but I am not a Hindu. Uh, so basically, the fact that I have read Dianetics does not mean I'm a Scientologist. Mm. But I'm, I remember pe- a few people wondering if Will Smith was a Scientologist because there was a lot of interviews with him and uh, his son when they were doing something, and they were having some wacky views yeah. on things. And people were like, this sounds vaguely like Scientology. Well, see, that's the thing. And even Leah Remini has said this, that Dianetics is a self-help book, and that's how they draw mm. people in. That, oh, you're having issues with stuff, we can help you. And they give you some self-help stuff, like how you can be more proactive in your life, how you can talk in front of people, you know, all all these different self-help kind of things. And I think Dianetics addresses a lot of those things. So Mm. I, I think they're just on the edge. And if you stay on the edge... And just take Stop. away what you can from it and don't spend millions of dollars to get clear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not so bad. I, you know, You're not a Scientologist. <laughs> no. Yeah, the beginning ones, this is self-help stuff, are like 35 bucks for a seminar. Most people can drop that. And if, if they get something out of it, they do a couple more. Then it turns into $10,000 for the next one and $100,000 for the one after that. That goes up exponentially. <laughs> yeah, it really does. You, you could spend – a lot of money on Scientology. And they encourage you. They tell you how to take out a second mortgage on your house. They tell you how to take out personal loans. <laughs> God. I, That's got to be all miscavaged, though, right? I, that probably goes back to L. Ron Hubbard as well. Because, remember, the whole thing was just a – it was just a money-making scheme for him. I don't think L. Ron Hubbard believed it either. Because the story is bonkers once you actually get up into the higher levels. Well, I mean, who really started monetizing shit, though, like the way that it is? Like, didn't they discover new levels even after L. Ron Hubbard died? Yeah. Well, you should should watch because the most recent one, they talked about all the levels and what you learn at the levels. And the very last level is all those things that you learned at the previous levels. Yeah, none of that's true. (laughs) That's the last level or level three? That's the last level. It's like – yeah, it's it's like the last level. You get there, and they go, "Okay, well that w- that was just preparing your human form to for the truth. For for the real truth <laughs> is, which is we need to start over because you're just on the beginning of the next bridge to being clear, right? Ah, clever. And they just started yeah. over again. Yep. I'm thinking so it's it, because LRH didn't uh, think that anybody was going to reach the end. So when people yeah. <laughs> reach the end, they're like, "Oh, well, we still gotta." They still have money. We can still <laughs> we can still keep this going. How are we going to do that? But yeah, so the the Will Smith and and Jada they the rumors about Scientology have been around them for a while because they've been seen with Tom Cruise. They are at the the different Scientology places now and then. But uh, I would have a tendency to believe that she is not actually a Scientologist because she says I'm not a Scientologist. <laughs> Mm. Right. If you're in Scientology, I don't think you're allowed to say that. Yeah. (laughs) Probably true. And I'm not really siding against Leah either. I mean, I think she's just assuming that if you attend Scientology functions regularly, then you're involved. Sure. That's a pretty reasonable assumption. So, But yeah, this season has been very informative. Like like you said, the first couple were tearjerkers, but it's been very informative the last couple of episodes. When did you say it was episodes three and four? I think it was the four and five were the oh, okay. the real big ones. I, I don't remember which ones which, to be honest. One and two, I know, were all about people who were leaving and what, how Scientology was treating them. Which, and they're also good, but uh, they're, they're heavy. Yeah. yeah. I will check it out. Yeah. I definitely would recommend it. I don't know how much new you're going to learn because I know you've done a lot of <laughs> looking. 
I still like hearing it. I still like yeah, watching it. It's, it's pretty concise, and they talk to a lot of people, so mm. really recommend it. I like getting all fired up and mad. <laughs> uh, so the last thing that I have is, did you see the interview with uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, who uh, has now said that it's likely too late to recover from climate change? Oh, dear. Yeah, he basically in the interview said, I think this was with uh, Fareed Zakaria. He said, uh, it's too late for us to recover from climate change. We need to just uh, adapt. We need mm. to uh, start looking at survival. Well, considering the weather from this year, eh, yeah. I mean, weather is not climate. Climate is not weather. They're different things. But we are definitely in an upswing of more severe weather. <laughs> and yeah, and adapting probably means that places like New Orleans have to do some significant monetary outlay or leave. Yeah. I mean, the one thing that was mentioned is uh, we start building dikes around New York. Mm. because it's coming, and there's no way of moving New York 20 miles inland. No. So it'll be much like Holland. Exactly. Or it'll I be- so pictured when you said this of mm. Neil deGrasse Tyson sitting at the desk, like, smoking cigarettes and doing coke and being like, it's all over. I mean, like, just do whatever you want. <laughs> it's not quite I mean, that bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, h- humans will survive this, but it's going to be horrifically expensive, which means that you know we won't be able to feed everybody, which means there's going to be mass famine and disease and whatever else. This is a, it's a turning point for humanity, potentially, if we don't do it right. Mm. But could my house become beachfront property soon? Because <laughs> it will jack up the price. <laughs> well, whether or not it becomes beachfront, it's likely that uh, in the next decade, people are going to be moving away from the water. Yeah. They're going to have to. All those, so my house will go up in price. Yeah. All those, <laughs> we think all, the barrier, all, the, all those barrier islands off of North Carolina and New Jersey and New York and Long Island, all those places will be underwater. Well, you think then will people believe yeah. in it? I mean, will that be the breaking point? Is that what it's got to take? I don't know, because in Florida right now, we have groundswell water. Water just coming up out of the, the sewer. Mm. And sea they water. don't believe yeah. it. Yeah, seawater just coming up out <laughs> of the sewer, and they have to pump it out of the city. But people still don't understand what's going on. So And the houses are still worth the same millions of dollars that they were before. That's crazy. They got 50 inches of rain in Texas. 50! <laughs> That's insane! I mean, the fact that these storms can hold that amount of moisture and pump it onto the land is astonishing. I didn't know that was possible, for Christ's sake. It's impressive. Yeah. And yeah, Puerto Rico is about to be smacked upside the head, so <laughs> it's not going to be good. No. I felt so bad for that mayor of San Juan. Oh. I don't you see the interview? I didn't see the interview, but... Where she was like, she's she's like pleading, she's like looking to the, the news guy, she's like, listen... Just remember, United States, that we're part of you, and mm. she couldn't get out. She's like, just don't, don't forget us, don't forget us, please. Yeah, yeah. Next couple of days are going to be really, really bad for them. Yeah. All right, that's all I've got for the this week. You guys have anything else? I'm I have good. A, I have a tiny little snippet mm. before we go. I th- I stumbled into something earlier today that reminded me of the show. I was browsing the internet and. There was a story that I got tricked into reading because I was like, all right, this looks like it combines everything that I hate because it said, uh, hey, the, 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 the Fixer Upper hosts launched a, a new line of, of home decor at Target and they've sparked social media outcry. Uh-oh. And I was Uh-oh. like, I was like, oh, outrage on social media. That's the cue for me to get angry and read the article. So I read the article and it, 
it showed me that there have been upwards of five to six tweets of people saying, how dare you guys launch your line in Target? Mm-hmm. Why would you support an anti-Christian company like Target? Oh. And I was like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> what? When did that happen? And then they went on to explain to me that Target is an anti-Christian company because it refuses to discriminate against the gays. Oh, right. They refuse. <laughs> oh. if, if, you, if you don't attack people in bathrooms, then you're anti-Christian. Wow. Uh, I was, and it was I a was, whole five to six tweets, huh? Oh my! Well, the one tweet claimed that he had thousands of other supporters that were going to boycott them. Uh-huh. <laughs> Amazing! I was I was stupid. I was sad on every level. Every level. I mean, it made me chuckle because I was like, "You people are monsters!" And then I was like, "I hate when they claim there's outrage on social media <laughs> and report so it like very- it's news." By the very nature of, like, me, like, not caring what gay people do, does that make me anti-Christian? Yes, I believe so. I believe it does. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't condemn them, you are anti-Christian, yes. Wow. (laughs) So I found out I'm a terrorist, I'm anti-Christian. Well, I am anti-Christian, but. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take that one, yeah. (laughs) Wow. Oh, and just, you know, one thing I heard today, that all of uh, Trump's legal fees, he's not paying them himself. They're coming out of the RNC and out of his charities. Not that that's a surprise, but it was... I heard no. Michael Flynn is running, like, a GoFundMe to pay for his legal fees. <laughs> well, I also hear that all the, the poor staffers at the White House are having to hire these expensive lawyers. What they're being potentially accused of is highly specialized. They need to hire expensive lawyers. These are not people that make a lot of money. No. They live in Washington, D.C. They can't afford it, and nobody's helping them. And they're trying to, trying to you know, guilt jump into helping them with their legal fees. And <laughs> Nope, I don't think that's happening. I can only feel... Leave it on a positive note as usual. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, but I can only feel so bad for them because they're in the Trump administration. I'm, I'm sorry. Right, I don't yeah. think I could... Even if I were in a position and then Trump got elected and I had this feeling of, well, I need to stay as long as I can to try and do what I can. Mm. Uh, I don't I still don't think I could be there. Like at but this point, it's right. been too much. Yeah. After like week two, I'm like, I, no, I'm out. I'll go work at Wendy's. I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> or like Gary Cohen, who was like, I just can't stand by after these Charlottesville's comments. I wrote a resignation letter, but I didn't hand it in. But I wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> Does it count? Strongly thought about handing it in. (laughs) Okay. All right. I think that's all we got for this week. If you'd like to contact us, there are several ways you can do so. You can go to facebook.com slash profanearg, or you can hit us up on Twitter at profanearg, or email godless at profaneargument.com. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can support it by sharing the podcast on social media, leave review on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play, or wherever you happen to listen. And uh, I also would like to encourage people to check out the soon-to-be-named network, which we are a part of, soon-to-be-namednetwork.com, a whole bunch of podcasts and shows that uh, you can fill up your time with. (laughs) Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I am Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you, good night, and may your God go with you. (laughs) 